0: Hey guys, welcome back to you and to me. This is Ellen Olson-Brown with the Sun in My Face podcast and this is episode one of season three. I record seasons that last for 50 episodes and I record daily for 50 days. I'm a big believer in the power of committing and showing up and I'm also a big believer in the necessity of taking breaks and not being rigid. So Uh, Once I get started, I record for 50 days daily, and then I take a break. And this last break has lasted a couple of months while I worked on a couple of other projects, but we're back. And just like the other two seasons, my goal is to record a shortish podcast that is like a dose of intelligent optimism. And by intelligent optimism, I mean, not just pap not just platitudes, not just, you know, good vibes only, but uh, something real that I have encountered, thought up. Sometimes I think up kind of kooky things. Um, but the idea being something I think that if you knew about or thought about has the potential to skew your day a little bit more hopeful and... um yeah, hopeful, I think. Optimistic, not necessarily happy, not necessarily all your problems solved, not necessarily everything's going to go right, but just a sense of like you're being kept company by somebody who thinks there might be good things to see today. So that's the deal. Um, I will let you know that I'm trying something new this season, which is that uh, on the 10th, every 10th episode, so you know how that goes 10, 20, 30, 40. 50 I'm going to do an interview. And the idea for the interview is that, um, you know, there's so many great interview podcasts out there, and I have enjoyed so many of them. But it's almost always with famous people who have achieved something amazing and are in a little bit of a rarefied place. And that's wonderful. And I hear amazing things, and I'm inspired, and I learn, and I realize we're all really the same. And, you know, all of those things are, are wonderful. But I realize that sometimes I want to know how people who are more like me, and by me, I mean, like, you know, live in life, trying to make a living, trying to figure things out, like, not that people who are famous and accomplished haven't, aren't, Also, doing those things. But I just want to know about those people who you feel are amazing bright spots in your life. Um, I actually want to talk to people who people feel that way about them and the people themselves agree. So there isn't this sense of like, oh, no, no, I'm really nothing special. The people are like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, And I want to just ask them a few questions about how they got to to be the way that they are, what sustains them, um, kind of peel back the curtain just a little bit. So if you have somebody in your life, including yourself, who you feel is the kind of person who, when they walk in the room, everybody feels a little bit better. Everybody feels a little bit more confident. People who you are kind of amazed by, inspired by, um, I would like to know about them and potentially interview them for the show. So if you go to my uh, website, which is Ellen Olson Brown, that's o- Olson with two O's, dot com, um, and you click on the link for the Sun of My Face podcast, you will see there's a submission form where you can nominate somebody. So let's see how this goes. It's an experiment I'm going to try. Okay. So that's a bunch of show business, business about the show, the podcast, and um, something really cool happened today. So my husband and I went on, we joined this organization called the Trustees of Reservations. We live in Massachusetts and they own now um, Crane Beach, which is one of our like very favorite places to go. And uh, we decided this year to join the trustees of reservations because we were noticing that they were snapping up all of these super cool properties and we wanted to support them. So we got this little guidebook and I want to try to go to every property. We'll see how that goes. But today we picked a property that's in Central Mass. I think it's in Royalston called Dones Falls. And um, what a great day we picked to go there. It's not like an epic hike at all, but... It is amazing waterfalls, especially this time of the year. It's just getting warm. We didn't have a ton of snow this year, but like enough that there's still snow and ice, but there are these huge, just rushing, plummeting cascades of water down through this, I don't even know what it's called, like a, a it's too big to be a gully. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, um, but anyway, that's where we were headed. So on the way there we had a little bit of a contentious conversation in the car. We were talking about um, a garden that we planted last year and what we want to do with the garden this year and um, it was very quickly very clear that we both have a lot of emotions wrapped up in this garden and what it means and um, so things got a little snappy in the car and we were trying to like you know keep things friendly but um you know, we were like probably a little bit grouchy by the time we got to the parking space, which was full. And then we got to the second parking space, which was completely full and had a sign that said, if the parking is full, please come back another time. And we just spent like an hour getting there. And Caleb was like, well, that that's really not a good thing. And I was also like, yeah, this is really bad. So we like drove around trying to look for other places to park, and they were a super long walk away from the actual site. And we were like, should we just go home? And I was like, no, let's, let's just drive a little bit and then come back. So we did, and we found a parking space. Hmm, sometimes these things happen. And we uh, congratulated ourselves on the parking space, had a little snack, which helped with the grouch- grouchiness, and then we got out of the car. So nice out. And there were, you know, people so happy to be outside walking around. And we, you know, it was like a three-minute walk to get to this amazing view of the water, which we got to. And we're standing there looking and Caleb goes, is that an otter? And I was like, oh my gosh, it is an otter. And like, I know otters live in freshwater sometimes, but I think I think of sea otters more. And I don't think I've ever seen an otter like in the wilds of Massachusetts. And uh, it turned out it was two otters. And they were gigantic. Maybe they were weasels. I don't know. I think they were otters. And they were chasing each other. And um, they I mean, I don't know if they were happy if I was anthropomorphizing, it might have been, you know, like the boy otter terrorizing the girl otter. I don't know. Uh, But they were like just frolicking through. They got out of the water, like climbed up into where the woods were and just started running and running and running through the woods. And it was such a delight to see. Like I felt weirdly honored that I got to see this. And it was just their bodies are so improbably long that it's like they just look like you know, their the front of their body moves, and then it undulates along the length of their body, and then the back of their body moves, and it just looks improbable. It doesn't look like it should be happening. Um, and they look playful. They just do. So anyway, I turned to Caleb, and I said, you know, if we didn't, if we had found a parking space right away, we probably wouldn't have seen the otters. And he was like, Yeah, that's a really good point. And I was like, what should we, you know, what should we say next time so we don't get all crabby so that we have that feeling of like, well, maybe something really good will come from this thing that seems really frustrating and aggravating. And um, I came up with otter alert. He didn't think that was such a good one. So we tried a couple of other words and we decided maybe just say like, remember that thing that happened with the otter otters? Maybe that's happening again. Anyway, sometimes things play out that way. Sometimes a disaster is a disaster. Sometimes an aggravation is an aggravation, but I really liked the way it felt today to be like, oh, okay, maybe that was kind of meant to be, and we will see if I'm able to hold on to some of that perspective the next time I get aggravated, which might be tomorrow or tonight even. There's still a few hours left. Um Okay, so I usually end these episodes with a recommendation. And if you, you know, are uh, connected to me through any of my other little ventures, um, I, you might have already heard this from me, but I stumbled upon a poem by a man named Ross Gay. And I loved the poem so much that I started looking for more information about him. I read that he'd written a book called The Book of Delight, I want to say it's the Book of Delight, the Book of Delights. Now I have to look it up. I have my laptop right here. Book of, I want to make sure I'm getting it right. The Book of Delights. And so I ordered it from the library and I read it last week. And what a treat. Um, The essays are so good. They're so good. They actually are a really good fit with this podcast. I feel like what he's doing is quite... uh, I don't know. I feel like he's my partner in crime, partner in positive crime. Um, not smarmy, not, uh, without a sense of, you know, some of the grim and, uh, not wonderful that's happening in the world, but always veering back toward having a sweet understanding of humanity and the predicament that we're all in and quite funny too. So, um, That is The Book of Delights. It's a book of essays by Ross Gay. I highly, highly recommend. Okay, it feels really good to be back. um, And I will see you tomorrow. Bye.